0: Welcome to the seventh episode of Teen Introspection. Today I'm here with People, and he's here to talk about hate speech. So to start, why don't you start by kind of giving us your definition of hate speech?
1: Hate speech. I think the definition itself is actually part of the problem, as it has no universal legal definition. Each country really defines it in its own way. either hate or disgust towards a certain group, often minorities based on, I don't know, uh, race, their gender, sexual orientation, the color of their skin, etc.
0: And Okay, and like how did you get into this topic? Like what's your kind of story?
1: Uh, I've really always been interested in the world of politics as a whole, so uh, of interviewing a couple people in both Italy and in the UK. Uh, Brexiteers in the UK, right, in the House of Commons, and some just some right wing Italians. And while conducting these interviews, I saw a pattern. It's like always if a group of people fueled by well hate and fear of anything that is, well. See as a threat to their way of life or just, yeah, what they see as normal or been brought up with. And screaming things which one uh, might consider hate speech by that definition. Uh, in both those cases, it was against immigrants, but it can really be against anybody. I think that that's not really anything new, but I think. Seen kind of a it coming back, or more intensely in recent years in well Europe, especially in the U.S. of course as well.
0: So you kind of gone into the topic by kind of like talking to people about it and just kind of figuring out what's happening in different countries.
1: Yeah, I had the privilege of being in this in this program during summer, where I was able to go to the House of Commons, which is just the British Parliament and listened to some hearings and then I was just stay there for a while just to interview people to see what, what the common opinion was and yeah similar situation in Italy as well so by just uh, finding out how the whole situation or the mindset of these people was I saw this pattern which was really inclined with what some people might define as hate speech
0: and before you kind of talk to people about hate speech, did you like have any opinion about like, did you read about it at all or? I read about it and yeah, I've seen some videos about it, but it was more, instead of a societal thing and political, more like in social media and like the music industry, uh, like cancel culture or some, somebody said something that someone might find offensive. So this whole uh, mob decided to cancel someone, uh, or whatever that means. Uh, but by actually going out and interviewing people, besides just the music industry and social media, where it actually matters. You figured out like how the topic expands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. Of what you know, do you wanna kind of like try to explain the topic of hate speech? Cause I feel like I'm not so educated on this topic yet. I just started, but from starting, like I saw a lot of attention to the problem in the US. And I think when you look at different societies and how hate speech is present in each one of them in like different cultures and different countries, it presents itself differently. So just kind of describe the scene in the U.S. right now regarding hate speech.
1: In the U.S., I think the U.S. is one of the most interesting, sorry, interesting places to view what's going on with this issue. Because in in the U.S., we're, we're taught, since we're kids, to, like, love the Constitution and the amazing wise people who studied philosophy and spent a great deal of their time understanding the principles of the US and one of the main ones being freedom of speech, which is very well linked with hate speech as the whole social movement of hate speech is the belief that we should ban anything that a marginalized group can find as offensive or harmful to them, Well freedom of speech defends, well, that you can say anything without
0: Yeah. In my opinion, it's kind of like this, right? So when I kind of looked into the US's history with freedom of speech, it really bothers me because what I see, I don't wanna generalize the whole population, but what I see the most is that they use it to their to their own advantage, I would say. So for example, I was watching this video of these like conservatives giving this speech, right? And there was this girl in the audience and as soon as the woman started speaking, she started screaming, Like oh that's hate speech that's hate speech and then she was like yeah she was like trying to speak and like the girl kept trying to like get up and she was like yeah but it's my freedom of speech to like go against what you're saying or whatever and I just like I just felt like that related to the U S because what they they use free freedom of speech to give permission to people who like are just doing are just trying to make their opinion seem more important than others or right you know what I mean so like. With hate speech, I feel like it's kind of going the same way. So, for example, if they allowed the government to control what people can say and what is defined as hate speech, I feel like instead of, for example, I don't know, taking down a speech written down written by the KKK that incites violence, they would take down a speech that's more like liberal and doesn't even incite violence. It's just like more insulting. So, for me, hate speech, what I kind of see it as like speech that You know, it's trying to incite violence. Violence is trying to attack and threaten people instead of something like insulting minorities. I think that you can't avoid that. People are going to do that naturally. We live in a racist society and we can't change things by like making hate speech, this whole thing that has to be controlled by the government. And at the same time, it makes me really uncomfortable, especially in the US, that the government would be controlling what the people get to say or not to say because that can go a lot of different ways. It's just like, Politics in the U.S., I just feel like they tend to twist it around a lot. So if they were to use, like, the same way they use freedom of speech to make their opinions more valid than others, they would use hate speech for the same thing, you know? Yeah, I think you made several good points. I think what you need to find is a balance, but I think even that's extremely hard, as who decides where
1: you, where you mark the line from what's susceptible to what's offensive, or what's hate speech. Also, we started a uh, conversation of this woman who was just stating her opinion and somebody started screaming hate speech, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think that, like, she's conservative, yeah. She might be against the, the other girl who was probably, like, a liberal's opinion, but that doesn't mean she doesn't get to speak, right? Like, she still gets yeah. to say her opinion. I think yeah, we've seen that a lot recently in uh, the U.S., all over university campus. Uh, we had the example of uh Milo, Jan Olafus, or, or whatever his name is. Uh, it's like anti-feminist, so they didn't let it, let him enter the campus and a bunch of other examples. Which I think uh you have the right to you have the right to speak your mind, but I also think one must consider that people have the right to ignore you. You have the right to speak, but also people have not the right to be listened to, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Also, what you said about how the government can control or shape this idea of
1: hate speech towards its benefit. We've seen that very slightly in the U.S., I think, where we've really seen it, in. it this whole reality is in Poland, for example, in uh, the current president's political campaign about the LGBT community and how he called, he said that these people were pedophiles and they were promoting this campaign to make all children over Poland gay and gay. He was, he was quite successful with this, actually. I mean, he won the elections and established gay free zones in Poland, which is an amazing <laughs> uh, thing to imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I read, because I actually didn't know this happened until you mentioned it, but what I read about like what Poland put out for its laws was that it, like, anything that would go against like religious beliefs or something was like considered hate speech. I was like, that's so, ridiculous. In, in other countries... Uh, hate speeches. Uh, uh gender, uh, race, color of your skin. But in Poland, uh, they decided that anything going against someone's religion is also considered hate speech, and they didn't include sexual orientation as as one of those things that you can speak hatefully about. So, uh, even though I don't really agree that, uh. Being homosexual is against Christianity on uh, some people. I mean, do. I don't believe so I guess that either. If you're being gay in public, uh
1: yeah,
0: that's offensive. Um no, I saw a video the other day of someone claiming um that like LGBTQ plus members of like the LGBTQ plus community showing affection in public was like against the constitution or something. Like they were completely wrong, but the video went like viral. Um, but I guess in that way, hate speech is not only like saying something that threatens someone's like death or like incites violence. I also think that it's something that threatens that person to like lose their human rights, I guess. So for example, I don't know if you heard, this is actually quite funny in my opinion. I mean, I kind of, I have to make jokes about this. We can't take this too seriously. But there's this convention happening in the U.S. that's like anti-feminism. And it's like the, it's called like the convention, like the for women but it's all men who think that like women shouldn't work they need to go back to their place again and it's basically called like make women great again or whatever it's it's in my opinion quite ridiculous but I don't want to criticize their opinion but at the same time I think it's a huge violation of like human rights like they want to take the vote away from women like for me that would be hate speech because they're trying to take someone's right away but I mean it depends to what extent they would take it if if they're completely threatening to take all of women's rights away, then yes, I would consider it hate speech. I think, that,
1: I think they have the right to express their opinion, Yeah. even but. though I find it quite uh, old school. Uh, but as long as their voices
0: aren't taken seriously yeah. by people in power, They can really say whatever they want because their opinion won't actually have any repercussions. Yeah, that's true. Um, And then, also, another thing I wanted to mention was when I was reading about this topic, I mentioned before, like, a lot of the cases I saw was like people were discussing this in the US, and I was just kind of curious of how it was happening in other places, right? So, obviously, Poland. And I also came across this article from El País, like the Spanish newspaper for anyone that doesn't know, um, about. It's like from, yeah well, I wrote it down. It's from 2018, yeah. It's from the 22nd of February from 2018. And it basically, the name of the article was Amnesty International Accuses Spain of Restricting Freedom of Speech. And I was like, well, I haven't heard of this. Like I haven't even read about this. Like what 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 have I been doing? And one of the things they mentioned, this kind of has to do with the whole like pro-independence leaders or whatever. I'm not pro-independence, I'm against it, but like I still think that people who are pro-independence need to be able to like voice their opinion to some extent, well, to a great extent. But what happened was that this woman in 2017 called Cassandra Vera, she was like sentenced to two and a half years in jail because she made jokes on Twitter about the 1973 assassination of Luis Carrero Blanco, which in case no one knows is a Spanish prime minister. And he was like a Spanish prime minister towards the end of the Franco dictatorship. And it was not only her, it was like 20 other different people. And basically what they were, they were prosecuted because of glorification of terrorism, humiliation of victims on social media networks. And basically what Amnesty International was claiming was that some of these like prosecutions were just like, there was no reason behind them. Like it wasn't like these people were actual terrorists. Like for example, this girl, I'm sure she didn't mean any harm. I mean, the guy's kind of already dead. I mean, I understand how that could be disrespectful. I understand how that could be disrespectful of the guy's death. Like I'm sure there's people who honor him or whatever, because I mean, there's obviously people with those beliefs, but I don't think that her talking about his death is going to incite any violence. But for some reason, the law thought it was inciting. I mean, it was hate speech, even though it wasn't even inciting violence or disrespecting any human's rights. And I mean, she was sent to two and a half years in jail, which is ridiculous. Uh, I didn't hear about, I didn't hear about that. I heard about um uh, another case in Spain with some rapper I think his name was Bad boney or something like that. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if he ended up going to jail, but I'm sure
1: I knew he was fined a big amount of money for some song where yeah he, he said how he wished uh the king was dead and he was accused of glorifying yeah terrorism. In Spain, I think, what they ended up deciding was, if glorification gor- or just making fun of someone or wishing someone was dead or that they are harmed, uh, that's that's a lot in, under freedom of speech. I think what they made illegal was actually calling for violence, like, there was an example of some uh, Spanish politician, uh, Inés Arrimadas, she was getting a lot of harassment from uh, pro-independence people in Catalonia, and, like, some idiots were saying, I hope I hope you get raped,
0: and, yeah, horrible things like that, uh, so, what they decided is that, yeah, saying I hope you get raped, even though it's horrible, as it's just a wish, is nothing illegal, but calling for her to get raped, saying someone go rape her is illegal, which is... I just think there's like a weird thing about this because it's like this. I haven't seen any cases of people asking for like minorities to die or something and them actually being prosecuted. I feel like anytime people have gotten prosecuted because of this is because they're going against the government's ideals or against a politician or something like that. That's just not fair. Like. The thing with hate speech and why it's so controversial and so complex, I think, is because like, people are always gonna, people, it's very easy to use it to your advantage because it's something as abstract as like words. You know what I mean? So I just don't think they're using it properly. (laughs) I mean, besides, I think it's a different thing to say, like, I hope she gets raped and like generally hiring someone or asking someone or doing it yourself or like raping her yourself, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't agree that he should be saying that, but I also don't think he should be prosecuted because of it, especially because nowadays with social media, it's much easier for people to say things. Like people are behind a computer, behind a username, no one knows who they are, and they can say whatever. Just because they're gonna say like, oh, I, I hope you get killed or whatever, doesn't actually mean that they're gonna try and get them killed, you know? So, I mean, there's like doing this through social media is also a whole different thing because it can't be taken as seriously, I think. You also brought up cancel culture before. I wanted to bring this up because I feel like it's somehow related to hate speech and it's something that I've been talking a lot with my friends about because it's just so concerning at this point. Like not to me, I'm not an influencer or YouTuber or anything, but I mean, there's teenagers my age, younger, maybe a little bit older, like doing this work and it, it's it's concerning. But I just think that nowadays we have such a huge culture of like, We can't educate people without like insulting them or judging them. This is something that I've talked to a lot of people that I wanted to bring up in the podcast because I just think that people need to be educated the right way. Like everyone's gonna have their different opinion because everyone comes from different backgrounds. Everyone had different parents, friends, family, you know, like the environment they grew up in. Everything's different. So everyone's gonna have different opinions and our opinions need to be respected. And yes, some people's opinions are racist, sexist, and they should not, they're not, They're not great. They're homophobic, you know, like they're not, they shouldn't be allowed, but people are still gonna say it. But I don't think someone's career, I mean, to some extent, if you're saying something, then okay, try to educate them. If they don't fix their behavior, then I would understand why you want to cancel someone's career. But if that person did something once and they've apologized for it and they've like tried to educate themselves on it and given proof that they're trying to educate themselves on it, I don't think they should be getting canceled. And I've seen people like wrongly getting canceled. You know what I mean? I think, I don't agree with it fundamentally, but I don't think it, that's, it's such a big deal because at the end it's just a bunch of people
1: on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And it's based on mob law. And I think as long as that artist is still releasing uh, good music, I think the fans are still
0: I can think of at the moment. I mean, um, Doja Cat, I think is her name. Doja Cat? She she was, she was She's racist, something. basically. That's what people were claiming. I mean, like, uh, I just think it's like kind of being done wrong in a way. So for example, um well, one, I don't think it only affects singers, rappers or whatever. I don't necessarily agree with the whole YouTube community and the whole like makeup community or whatever. Like there's some things that are just like iffy about it that I just don't feel great about it. But I think it affects them more than it even affects singers because with singers, people are always going to be like, you, you know, like the whole conflict towards like the art and the artist, like some of the art, the artist might be controversial, but you're still gonna support its art. That's the case with so many like painters that I've studied and like just different artists that I've looked into. And so with music, I feel like people get away with it. So for example, I kind of thought, you know, Chris Brown for what he did should have gotten canceled. But at the same time, I hate to say this. Everyone's gonna hate me for this. I've listened to Chris Brown. I've listened to his music, and literally, like, I'm a feminist. I don't agree with his what what he's done, but he was also his like first album is known for being like very important to the whole like R and B genres. I don't think he should be canceled to that extent, but I also don't think with with artists it's just different because it it just depends on their art and how the, what they're putting out there if their lyrics are being offen- or like offensive and stuff like that, like I would get it to some extent. But. I think we're all guilty of it. I mean, I, mean, I, still, listen oh, I no. still listen to XX Oh no, I definitely don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, it's different if you listen to their music and you generally like go out and support them and you like go to their concerts and you like, you know, like directly give money to them. Like you're obviously giving money to them by listening to their music and supporting their music. But it's another thing to like go out on like social media and be like, listen to this or like go to their one of their concerts. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't do that for Chris Brown. <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, what was a huge one? I don't remember his name. Uh, it's an old rapper. He was accused of sleeping with like underage girls. I don't remember. Was... Well, whatever. But I mean, it just. I, I, I... But what I was saying is that the issue with artists like generally make music and art or whatever, it's different than what's happening I think on Twitter with different like YouTubers and makeup artists and stuff like that. Because for me, I mean, I'm not saying like, it's just you. their content is directly related to who they are. So it's different if you still support their videos, like that's a direct way to support them. But what I see is that the negativity is more towards them, I would say. So like, for example, like one, again, TikTokers, I've talked about this a lot. I hate I, I hate that TikTok gives a lot of support to young people like my age that don't really know what they're saying because it's just like, you should give them support, but also not too much. There's a lot of people that are getting voices that they're just not as educated as other people. It's just too much pressure on young people and they don't know what they should say or whatever. But I think that's kind of on the media, not on them. Like they can do whatever they want, but they, for example, they will put one thing on Twitter and they will get canceled. Like no one will, like people will start unfollowing them or, and with YouTubers, the same thing. Like they will unsubscribe or whatever. I think that that might be a little bit wrong. You kind of need to try to educate them. If they still say that, if they use like a bad excuse or they don't try to educate themselves directly, then yes, that might, be, that might be a reason to not support them. And with singers and artists, I just think it's trying to figure out ways to not directly voice your support for them, I would say. But I don't agree with canceling them and not listening to their music. I mean, I think people need to be careful with like putting like directly insulting religions because from what I've looked into, it's just so much more complicated. Like for example, like my best friend and I talk a lot. Well, one of my best friends, she's very she's Christian and she lives in South Korea, and she like she has a bit of a conservative point of view with certain things. For example. She's pro-life, which I definitely don't agree with. And I've had multiple conversations with her about this. But it's because of her religious like beliefs. And I, I'm not going to go directly and insult her, although I don't agree with it because it's more complicated because religion kind of has history. Some of it, which is not supported. Like, for example, I've talked to her about how a lot of people in her community, in her religious community, go out and insult people in the LGBTQ plus community. That's not right. I mean, that's definitely not right. We do need to speak up against that. But you can't directly criticize her religion. You have to criticize, like, the preachers and the people who are putting that inside their heads because that's not actually written down that you shouldn't support that and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, from her point of view, she's told me that she thinks she doesn't, like, for her, it doesn't make as much sense because they haven't explained it. Like, they, she's never been. she's never been able to understand it well but she still supports them and she wouldn't go out fully against them. She thinks people should be free to do whatever they wanna do. So it's just kind of like, religion just has so much more history. I feel like people need to be careful when you're like insulting, directly insulting someone's religion, especially because I feel like a lot of it has been like changed over time. Like, I don't think people had this hate. I think this hate towards the community has been more enhanced through the different priests that there's present in the religion it's just so much more complicated like I can't explain it but I just think making fun of someone's religion is not necessarily right because there's a lot of history behind it and everything I'm not necessarily religious but from what I've heard from my friends and stuff like that like that's just not right Yeah, I mean, I can't relate Uh, to her, but... I don't explicitly understand where she's coming from, but I don't don't see it as a problem at all for getting her opinions from religion because that's just part of who she is and the ideals that she's grown up with, so... Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I just think with talking about speech and insulting someone's religion you just people just need to be more careful i find that quite insulting i'm not like i'm i used to be like kind of religious but i'm not really anymore and i just but i still i see like how much there is behind a religion how much history there is and you really can't i just don't think you should go out and fully insult someone's religion like that because things are just more complicated but yeah I mean, I, are trying to harm them. I agree with it to some extent, some extent, so for example, I'm a, okay, this is going to be such a weird example, but you know, the TV show Friends, right? Yeah. Well, the first time I was watching it, like, I didn't notice this as much because I was just like, whatever, but like the, I guess I, I don't particularly like the show, but it's such an easy show to watch when you're like sick or whatever that I've rewatched it multiple times. And... I started noticing how many homophobic jokes it has, how many transphobic jokes it has. And I was like, that's not right. So I think you can joke about things, but only to a certain extent, like don't go out and fully joke about someone's gender identity and their sexual orientation. Because I think that that's a way of reinforcing the hate that people already have towards that community. You know what I mean? So it's like, and also, like for example, a lot of people, like I've seen men make jokes about rape and stuff like that. Like that's not funny. Like that's really not funny. Don't use people's traumatizing events as a joke. Um, I mean, right. I just
1: think uh, going back to the whole speech and freedom of speech and everything, should we be to say
0: that? I mean, I think, it's not I right, I, I but you should be allowed before. to say it. You're not saying something right, but I don't know. It's just like the way to educate people on it is not to go against it with laws. It's by telling them and like talking about it more and opening up conversations about different harmful jokes. And like, for example, when your friends are making harmful jokes, like stand up for yourself and be like, this kind of insulted me or that person or whatsoever, you know? Um, But I still don't think it should be illegal. Like that's just different. So I think if you're, uh, yeah, if you're passing laws or fining people for expressing their beliefs, that's just going to give them a victim mentality. And yeah. if, if you allow them to do so, uh, that's just going to build up their their anger, their hate towards that uh, group, because now they see that this group is not letting them have an opinion. Yeah. People need to learn how to express their opinions, but also they need to learn how to understand people's other people's opinions. And it's just like just like I said before. If the more times you like stand up for yourself and you be like, "Oh, this joke is not appropriate, or, what you just said is like racist or whatever." The more times you point things out and you try to educate people without being mean, just like by having a normal conversation, the more you do that, the less hate speech there will be and hopefully people won't want to actually put laws to to, you know, stop hate speech. However, I mean, that's still not possible with certain things like white supremacism, like that's not going to stop if you just stand up for yourself and be like, those jokes are offensive. Like that's not going to happen, but. Yeah, I mean, what I've seen the most when trying to like have conversations with people and educate them about a topic, um, people get really defensive. There's like this huge hate and anger that comes out of like being wrong with people nowadays. I personally, I've like used to have that kind of worked on it. Now I'm over it. But like every time, like this happened to me at school all the time. Like I would be talking about a topic, even something that's like, You know, I think everyone should be able to agree on, like, for example, I was, I'm just gonna give this example because I'm not gonna say names or anything. I was talking about female genital mutilation. I obviously think it's wrong. But this other person claimed that it wasn't bad, that it was a tradition, even though it's literally been claimed that it's not a tradition, that it's not with any religions or anything. But this person was so afraid of being wrong that this person purposefully was like going against me and like saying all these things that were wrong and pulling out information and articles that were completely wrong. Like, there was no st- actual information and evidence being pulled out, all of, out of them. And I was just, like, so surprised by this behavior. I mean, I see this every day, but I'm still surprised by it. I just think when someone calls you out for something and someone says that something is wrong, you need to take your time to educate yourself on it and then maybe confront them if you still think they're wrong. But if you're just doing it to spite them or to just not seem like you're wrong, that's that's quite ridiculous. I mean scared of, of being wrong but the issue is now that with uh, the internet and how accessible it is for everyone now when I when I say something completely ridiculous that might not be based on on fact I can probably find an article which claims it as a fact exactly a whole issue with fake news which is a whole But I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the conclusion. I think we can both agree that hate speech is speech which is directly trying to take someone's human rights away and also trying to incite violence or like threaten them or attack them, right? And yeah, and pretty much that the government shouldn't be allowed to have too much of a say in it because they can manipulate a lot of things. They will take advantage, yeah. They will take advantage of it. But yeah, that's it.